On today's episode, I chat with Lionel Logan Nathan, who is the Director of Academic Partnerships at KnowledgeHook. KnowledgeHook is an instructional guidance system that uses engaging student assessments to unlock insights and expert guidance for math teachers. We dive into the robust features that KnowledgeHook offers teachers, such as their game show feature, individual student missions, and even paper mode. This award-winning company focuses on creating valuable tools for teachers that can help identify potential strategies to help students who may be struggling with a given math concept. These engaging questions align to the curriculum standards for your given area and even offers a teacher and parent dashboard to see student progress. KnowledgeHook offers more to students than just trophies. It provides them with the ability to say, I can. My name is Brian Willett and welcome to my creative classroom. To all our listeners out there, thank you for joining us on My Creative Classroom. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Lionel Logan Nathan from Knowledge Hook. Lionel, thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Thanks, Brian, uh, for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. All right, so let's tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, Lionel, and what your role is with Knowledge Hook. Yeah, so uh, as, as you mentioned, my name is Lionel. I'm the Director of Academic Partnerships at KnowledgeHook, uh, and I have been for uh, almost the last four years now. Um, my role at KnowledgeHook is uh, really connecting with district partners across Canada, uh, the U.S., uh, now also in the U.K. a little bit uh, as well, and sharing a little bit about how KnowledgeHook works, uh, what it means for districts that are using it, and uh, how they can create uh, sort of custom solutions that can help them improve outcomes in math. It sounds like you have that connection to those districts to really provide, like you just said, those outcomes in math and, and solutions to that. So let's tell our listeners what is Knowledge Hook and what are those solutions? Yeah, so we uh, we built a technology that we call an instructional guidance system. Um, we've won uh, a couple of awards for it. Uh, so we won an award from uh, Google for Game Changer of the Year in 2016 when we first put the technology out. Uh, we also won a, um, an award from uh, being in Bloomberg as well uh, in 2017. Um, so it's, uh, it's an award-winning technology, but what it really is, is we've taken the concept of formative assessment practice and we've combined it with teacher professional learning. And uh, we've really built out a bunch of tools and functionality to help facilitate that for teachers. Uh, and then on the, on the back end, it helps districts sort of organize what those conversations could look like. So all the collaborative inquiry and, and teacher inquiry that they're hoping to do um, is rich and it's grounded in student evidence. Um, so that's uh, that's really the gist of the technology. Um, you know, it's not, uh, we haven't built a rocket ship or anything like that, but uh, it's a great study technology that really scales things that people should be doing based on the research that's available. So let's talk a little bit about this award-winning system. Uh, and you talk about the mesh of professional learning and the tool for students. Someone who who doesn't know anything about Knowledge Hook and what this platform is, um, when I'm going into it, what is it? What is it if I'm signing up as a district or as a teacher? What does it do for me, and, and how do I use it? Yeah, like our our goal was uh, when we first started doing this was to make math fun and engaging for students. That's uh, really where our mission began. Um, and uh, so this is a bit of a long form answer to what you're asking, but um, I think the context is is a little bit important. So, um, you know, we really wanted to find ways to help students 
you know, be more engaged with math and, and uh, find it a little bit more fun and engaging. And, and our hypothesis was that if we were to make math more interesting and more fun for students, that they would want to learn math more. And, uh, you know, that, that, that would ultimately lead to improved outcomes. And uh, so that was an incorrect hypothesis. We, we were working with a school district uh, in Toronto and, uh, you know, we were, we were trying to get scores up uh, for, for students um, in, uh, in a grade nine math class. And uh, what we learned pretty quickly was that there's huge limitations to what technology can actually teach a student. And, um, you know, when, whenever I say that, it's kind of odd because it's like, hey, the technology guy is saying that there's limitations to the technology. Um, but it's true, right? Like learning is a, is a messy process. And um, as we were testing this out and our, our team of, uh, you know, our technology folks and our, our experts were sort of looking at what works, there was really no evidence to support that if a student was doing like 30 minutes more or an hour more of screen time, that their out outcomes are going to improve. But uh, every solution that we came across in terms of what has worked uh, and has been proven by research talks about the teacher being the best gap closing resource in the classroom. And um, so very quickly, we pivoted to trying to build out tools that support teachers in maximizing those high impact activities that research says works. Um, to, to help improve student outcomes. And that sort of became the focus of the tool. So how do you uh, quickly help teachers check for understanding against the curriculum? Uh, you know, how do you help them identify what it is that they're seeing in the student data? How do you put different pedagogical strategies in front of them that they can apply their professional judgment to uh, and use to be able to close some of those learning gaps that are being identified by the, the assessments? Uh, and then ultimately, how do you help them with the reflective responsive instruction required uh, to go and bring all of this together in front of students? And they actually need to rinse and repeat. And that's what that, that process is uh, for formative assessment cycles. And so we built out a bunch of tools that, that help them do that. So when a teacher gets into the system, they can assess against every learning goal, outcome, or expectation that they find in the curriculum. And uh, so it's a way for them to uh, quickly see if students uh, have the competency that they need for uh, that topic or, or subtopic. And then from there, we aggregate the data for them, uh, you know, help them quickly identify which students are struggling, um, why they might be struggling, and then provide them with some teacher support materials for how they could do something about it. And you mentioned a lot about, you know, looking at the curriculum and having, having information that's connected to it. Um, so are you like provincially in Canada or, or across the world, are you connected to each individual individual curriculum wherever they may be? Uh, especially here in Canada, for example, each province has their own curriculum and then it gets adapted, you know, over a couple of years. So does Knowledge Hook align directly to that provincial curriculum specifically? Yeah, so um, I, I think the advantage that we've got is uh, we started in Ontario. So our, our company is based in Kitchener, Ontario. Um, we started with the Ontario curriculum, um, but as we were, were building this tool out, we wanted to build it for a global audience. So we looked at what some of the, the common uh, uh, you know, strands and substrands were in mathematics across every Western democracy. Uh, and so once we compiled that, uh, every jurisdiction that we enter, we custom fit our assessments to meet the learning goals or expectations or outcomes uh, in that specific uh, region. So um, in Ontario, we've got our Ontario curriculum. In other provinces, they've got an adaptation of the WNCP, for instance. Um, so we custom fit to whatever the actual curriculum is and the standards are uh, wherever we go. That's been an interesting exercise in the U.S. especially. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of states that uh, uh, adapted uh, uh, Common Core and they've sort of modified that a little bit uh, in a lot of places. So 
Um, that's always an interesting thing to keep up with. One of the things in Ontario is that the curriculum just changed. Um, you know, they, they just released a new curriculum. And so we're very quickly adapting. And by September 1st, we're going to have that fully covered. So uh, it's just like that in every province. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's so important because when teachers go out there and they're looking for good resources and uh, good questions, um, you know, we want to be known as a source for good questions that are aligned to the curriculum um, that, you know, the subject matter experts, uh, whether it's a math consultant or a coordinator, uh, can say, hey, you know what, if you're assigning something in Knowledge Hook, chances are it's going to be pretty well aligned to what you should be covering. Um, so we want teachers to have that confidence. So we, we take the time and the effort to do that. And you, and you just mentioned something there, which is if you take the time in Knowledge Hook to assign something to students. So let's talk a little bit about that setup. So as a teacher, I'm in, I have my classroom set up in Knowledge Hook, and they are going through these these this basically math resources uh, to help cre create a better understanding of math and engage them in the math learning. So how does that process work? So as a teacher, do I have a dashboard? Do I have like, is my class connected to whatever system is in within the district? Um, what does that look like? Yeah, it's a good question. So um, everything in our system is essentially uh, teacher directed. So, um, you know, it's not, we don't have an adaptive engine uh, in our technology. Um, and a lot of uh, a lot of the tools that are out there do, um, but we were very clear about not wanting to do that uh, because we wanted teachers to be very intentional about the way that they use Knowledge Hook. So um, the starting point for how a teacher would use it uh, is essentially to pick a topic. Uh, it could be the topic that they're covering uh, based on where they are in the curriculum. It could be based on maybe the previous year's provincial assessment results, um, but uh, they would pick a topic and assess their students. And um, this could be prior to learning, this could be maybe after they've given a lesson. As they do that, uh, again, we're aggregating those, those uh, results on the back end, and we're using some of those students' responses uh, to try and figure out not just whether the student understands the, the topic or not, but also why they may be struggling with it. And uh, so that's not always the easiest thing to pull out from uh, uh, you know, a math question. Um, so we've uh, worked with a lot of experts to design our questions in a way where it provides uh, a high yield uh, data set for teachers to be able to look at and say, okay, well, based on these responses, what could the student possibly be misunderstanding? Uh, so that's that's the core way in which a teacher would sort of interface with it. Um, you know, and, and essentially the, the student can't go ahead and, and work ahead of the teacher unless the teacher's assigned something to them. Um, but once they've assigned something, students can go back and continue to practice on on those topics. So, and and the way this has been set up, it sounds as you know this formative assessment tool for teachers that you can assign a, a topic, whether it be like you said from the grade level prior to check for understanding. But it's not just you know a digitized test, if you will, or a digitized quiz. There's so much more information that seems to be coming from that database or from my dashboard as a teacher as to why am I struggling maybe with multiplication or am I struggling with integers in that process? So as a teacher who who is then implementing this tool so that I have an understanding of my students, you mentioned earlier resources that then come with that to help me then further you know my students understanding. What do those resources look like? Is it just a quick email to the teacher or is it something that's part of my dashboard and it says, okay, you can help Brian uh, with his multiplication by using the following? Yeah, it's a good question. So 
Um, so dashboards uh, are, are very simply laid out. So there's um, we've got a variety of different assessments. So we've got what we call game shows, which are like whole class checks for understanding. That's very similar to like a Kahoot, for instance. Uh, and I know a lot of teachers uh, that uh, are in your audience and, and elsewhere would uh, be familiar with that. But it's really a Kahoot that's purpose built for math. Um, we've also got another version called missions, which are individual sort of self-paced assignments um, that uh, that we assess, as well as what we call paper mode. So this is very similar to uh, the Plickers technology, if you're familiar with that one, um, where you just need a single teacher device and you're able to sort of assess students. Whichever way you choose to assess students, um, the system will generate a report. That report uh, will tell you a couple things. The first thing it'll tell you is which students seem to be struggling, which students seem to be fine, um, and which students are sort of excelling. Um, when you dive a little bit deeper, we've uh, pulled out the student gaps. So you, you go into our, your reports, you're able to see as an aggregate um, the, the students that are sort of struggling with that topic. And uh, we have our teacher support resources that sit right there. Uh, we also alert teachers by email as well uh, when there's some gaps that have emerged. They click into that and there's three separate uh, resources that we provide to teachers right off the bat that they can access. So uh, the first one is what we call uh, remediation questions. So these are deep dive questions that are specifically constructed to help identify specific gaps and misconceptions that the student might be demonstrating. So they're downloadable, printable worksheets. Uh, they've got uh, reproducibles in the back. So sometimes number lines or, or graphs or uh, algebra titles, even fraction strips, things like that, that teachers can print and, and use. Um, they also come with the traditional answer key. And the most important part of that is what we call look for charts. So a lot of times when a teacher asks a question, if they don't come in with the content knowledge that they need, or they're not as familiar with that grade level, for instance, um, you know, maybe they, they've got some training in seven, eight, and they've now been asked to take on a grade three or four classroom, uh, or perhaps they're a, a grade nine teacher and their students are struggling, but they're like, you know, I just don't know what's going on here. Um, we built these look for charts in, and the whole goal of the look for charts is to help teachers do things that uh, a subject matter expert would do. So the first thing that that look for chart says is, what's the focus of this question? What are you actually assessing against? Um, the second thing that it pulls out for the teacher for every question is, what are the look fors and the observations that you should be making as a teacher from those student responses? So what is this question designed to actually tell you about that student's understanding uh, of this topic? And then uh, finally, we wrap up with some notes that could help them maybe explain the topic, understand it a little bit better, uh, communicate it to parents perhaps. Uh, and so we've got that built in for every topic. Um, you know, and, and so those are downloadable, printable, always available to teachers. That's the first resource. Um, the second resource is what we call a misconceptions chart. So for every question that uh, a teacher asks, um, if a student gets it incorrectly, um, there's probably a reason why they don't understand it. And so the quickest way to help address that misconception is by explaining to teachers, well, why might the student be misunderstanding this and what could you possibly do about it? So um, our content team, uh, who are awesome, have actually gone in and for every topic, we've pulled out the top gaps and misconceptions that we know uh, from their experience and from what research says. We've modeled that out for the teacher in terms of what that gap or misconception could look like. And then uh, right next to that, we've actually got a couple of different strategies that they could possibly try in class to try and close that gap. So, um, you know, it's, it's really job embedded professional learning where the teacher's looking at student assessment data. Then they're also looking at this misconceptions chart and they're able to say, OK, so this is kind of what I'm seeing here in my student data. 
And if that's what I'm seeing in maybe like five or seven of my students, perhaps if I try this strategy, it might address that gap. So that's the second resource. And the last one is uh, what we call a math background document. And that's really around the, the big ideas, um, you know, the strand, the substrand, where is this topic coming from? Sort of where is it going? Uh, these are designed to be, you know, Sunday night friendly, glass of wine by the fireplace. Uh, you know, perhaps you haven't got into the topic yet, or perhaps you have, and uh, you're just not sure why your students are struggling with it. You've given your best lesson and it's just not landing, and you're just trying to figure out, hey, what can I do here uh, to possibly move my students thinking forward? Uh, and so those are the resources that are designed uh, for teachers to immediately interface with. And it sounds like you've gone through so many different levels of this to make sure that you're supporting teachers in their efforts to, as you mentioned earlier, make math more engaging and more fun uh, so that they want to learn math. So it, it's kudos to, to you and your team for, for, for putting together not only this documentation, digitizing it, but providing it to teachers so that they have the understanding and not just saying, oh, Brian got the question wrong, so I need to reteach this lesson again. Um, two or three times, or I need to give them 50 more multiple choice questions for them to practice. There are, you know, you talked about your misconceptions charts, the background documents, all of these tools to help really dive into it, to really get down to the roots of, of what's going on and being able to move forward as a mathematician. So I think that's fantastic. Uh, I'd like to dive into, you mentioned earlier, the game show feature, as well as missions. So it sounds that sounds quite interesting alone. Like you've built in a feature, you know, you mentioned the other organizations like Kahoot having, you know, that that feature being able to do that or Plickers, uh, but you've built that right into your platform. So a teacher who's looking to do this, is it that every student now needs an iPad to be able to answer or some sort of, of handheld or device? Um, how does that work? I, I, we can talk about how Kahoot works, but if, if we're a knowledge hook and I say, you know what, I want to launch a game show um, what does that look like for me in my class? And then the other set of it is, I want to give some missions. What does that look like as well? Yeah, so that's a good question. So uh, the, the first part of it uh, in terms of game shows would require one-to-one uh, -one devices, or it can be done in stations in class as well. We've seen it used that way. Um, you know, honestly, like teachers are the most creative people um, as, as you're podcast is titled Creative Classroom. And uh, so, you know, a lot of the creativity is is supplied to us by teachers. Um, so, you know, these weren't the use cases that we necessarily prescribed when we built the tools, but uh, things that we've picked up. So, yeah, certainly like, you know, we've seen teachers use it one-to-one. -one. We've seen them use it in, in stations. Um, but game shows can really facilitate a lot of good discussion in class. Um, so, you know, things like My Favorite No, for instance, uh, is a popular thing to uh, to kind of pull out of the responses that you get. Uh, so when when uh, students answer the questions, um, you know, we provide a percentage of students that, you know, that provided responses for each of the questions. So it gets really interesting when, you know, half the class has picked a specific response and that happens to be the incorrect response, because then the question becomes, well, why did half of us think that this might have been the right answer? And so there's a lot of cool teaching opportunities that come out of that. Um, so that requires one-to-one uh, -one devices or, again, like a, a, at least uh, a single device for a group of students, maybe four or five. The missions are one-to-one -one devices. Uh, so those are typically used for independent learning or if you're in a lab uh, or you wanna assign homework uh, to students um, that they can do at home. Uh, that's, uh, you know, that would require a one-to-one -one device. But what we're, I think, perhaps most excited about is uh, paper mode, which uh, again is, is 
very similar to the Plickers technology. That requires just a single teacher device. So the way that works is a teacher uh, for every question in our system uh, can actually put those questions up, download a unique QR code for every student. Based on the orientation of the QR code, um, the system will pick up uh, what the response the student's providing is and uh, be able to upload it in the cloud. So we built that technology for some work we were doing in Mexico where they didn't have uh, network connectivity, they weren't one for one with their devices. Uh, so we built it, we released it, and what we started learning very quickly was we were getting responses from teachers in downtown Toronto or uh, downtown Windsor or uh, you know downtown Calgary that were saying, this is the best thing that you've built in. And so we were, you know, we were like really curious because you know, you would think that the urban centers would all have great access to technology and have great connectivity. Um, but one of the interesting things that we had overlooked in terms of use case was how quick and easy actually it made checking for understanding for teachers. So you might be in a grade three or grade four classroom, you might be lucky enough to be one for one, but the amount of time that you're taking to actually set up the technology, you might be eating into 20 or 30 minutes of good instruction time. And so we're meant to be a quick check for understanding. <clears throat> you're not spending an entire class, every class doing knowledge hook. You might have one class where you're spending all class doing knowledge hook with the discussion, but this is meant to be you know, quick three to seven questions uh, before you get into a topic or immediately after you get into a topic. Uh, a lot of teachers use it as exit tickets and they were finding that the paper mode was a lot easier to set up sometimes than even getting a game show set up. And it was sort of achieving the same uh, goal of being able to track student gaps and figure out, hey, what do they know or not know? Um, so that was an interesting thing. So the long form answer to that is that, but the short form answer is some parts of it need one for one, other parts of it uh, just need a single teacher device. How exciting though for a teacher, you know, using this one platform, you have so many options and not having to go to another third party and, and oh, I have to go to this, you know, I have to then download some questions and put it into this program. It's it's all built in. So that is a nice feature, you know, and and having the option is also great because we always, as we all know, every classroom is different you know, wherever you are based on, on the location in the city, or, you know, one day you don't have Wi-Fi and the other day you don't, or who knows what happens. So it is nice to know that within Knowledge Hook, I have the ability to make my own choice of which one do I want. And maybe it's, you know, uh, once a month we do a game show and the rest is paper mode or however it may be. So that is quite exciting. Uh, Lionel, I'd like to ask you now, uh, we, you know, in the, in the current pan global pandemic that we are in, which is COVID-19, you know, we've seen a lot of well, all of it has gone to home learning and, and you know, we don't have the in-person access to our students as we used to. So that engagement, that excitement. And I always say, you know, I can't put on a, you know, I can't do a show to make sure people are entertained during math class. What have you seen in the in the usage or uptake of Knowledge Hook in this current reality, which is home learning or maybe even half and half learning? Yeah, I, I, I think... Um... This has been a learning experience for everybody. Uh, you know, obviously, teachers have had to be so flexible and adaptable to um, the environment as it's shifting. Um, it's also, uh, you know, put a lot of uh, pressure on us in terms of use case and how the technology can translate from the classroom to the home environment. Um, so we've done we've done a couple of things. Um, the first was 
just the inequity of technology access at home. Um, you know, I, I know um, that not every student is lucky enough to have a dedicated device, uh, you know, whether that's because they've got siblings that they've got to share with or uh, just from an affordability perspective, uh, or perhaps they don't have the connectivity. So one of the things that we did in response to that was we actually created a, um, a new version of, of paper mode where teachers can actually download, print and send out questions. Uh, to students that uh, that may not have devices, uh, so that was an innovation that uh, was out of necessity. Um, you know that we we sort of built uh, something else that we did was um, you know we we were working with the Ministry of Education here in Ontario and having conversations with them, and they wanted to know well how can we provide some support uh, for learning at home to parents and. Uh, you know, the, the thinking was that it may be difficult uh, for some of those same reasons that I just mentioned for students to do synchronous learning with teachers. But if students were to have access to some good questions that are grounded in the curriculum, uh, that parents could perhaps nudge them to get on. So we actually created something called Knowledge Hook Open Access. Um, this is specifically for students in Ontario, but uh, it was a tool that, that we built that uh, basically the government was promoting for students to get on and do some curriculum aligned questions. And um, so we had a ton of uh, parents that that took us up on that and uh, had their students uh, or their, their kids going on it. Um, and then lastly, we sort of made Knowledge Hook, the premium version of it, available to every teacher uh, right across uh, the globe and basically said, listen, like, you know, we, you've got bigger things to worry about than figuring out how to get this into uh, you know, into your classroom. So we're going to do our part and just make it available to everybody. Um, so, you know, it was uh, it was available up until June 30th uh, to everybody. And, uh, you know, so depending on what happens in the fall, uh, we may continue to extend that. But um, essentially, we wanted to let every teacher that wanted access to be able to have it and find different use cases for it and use it meaningfully. Um, so there's a number of ways in which we responded to it. We're continuing to respond to it. Uh, we've got something coming in for September uh, that we're working on with a number of curriculum experts from across North America uh, that's called Return to Learn Diagnostics. Uh, so this is acknowledging that, you know, school closures likely has created uh, a number of gaps that teachers are going to have to figure out how to identify and address in September. Um, so these assessments are on a per topic basis um, that are specifically designed to track math assets, as we're calling them, uh, what assets students are coming in with, what they may be missing, and what teachers can do about it uh, based on what it is that they're seeing. So uh, we've done quite a few things. I'm sure we're going to continue to do things as the year evolves and uh, the picture becomes a little more clear. It's awesome to hear, you know, everyone providing everyone premium access and giving them the opportunity to to kind of grab hold of Knowledge Hook and, and utilize it um, in this p global pandemic and kudos to you guys. I keep saying that to you and your team for doing that and providing that free of charge to educators uh, to use in this really uncertain time. Uh, now you mentioned a few things about parents access, especially in the Toronto area. Uh, but if, if a teacher has knowledge hook, is there a way to connect, let's say a student account to a parent. So the parent has access to the diagnostics and, and the things that they've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, we've got a, a, pre, a free parent version built into Knowledge Hook uh, into our teacher premium accounts. So um, a teacher that's got access can invite parents to follow along. We really wanted to be careful with how we built this out because we wanted to respect that relationship between a teacher and the parent and uh, respect the domain of that teacher's classroom. Um, you know, and, and we really wanted the teacher to be able to drive what the parent was able to uh, access and how they were able to support the teacher um, in whatever way they saw fit. 
But if a parent was uh, to be attached to a student, uh, the teacher would then be able to invite them to follow along on a per assessment basis. So uh, if you've run a game show on a topic like comparing large whole numbers, for instance, you can actually send that uh, alert out to, uh, you could choose every parent or you can pick five or six parents that you want to send it out to. If you've got a couple of kids that, you know, parents have said they want to follow along with a little closer. When you send it out to them, they see a few different things. So they see how many questions were asked and how many of those questions the student answered. Uh, they see what the student's performance was on that particular uh, assignment. Uh, they can also go back and replay either the game show or the mission at home with their child. Um, and uh, you know they, they can also uh, get access to some video hints and tutorials uh, as a parent for how they can help maybe even explain or demystify the concept for the student. Um, you know, because there's, there's this huge phobia uh, with parents sometimes that, you know, I don't know the math. And if I don't know the math, how can I explain this to my child? And so we wanted to do our part to help demystify it for parents a little bit. So, um, you know, if, if they're following along and a teacher's invited them to follow along, they get access to some pretty cool stuff that helps them with that. Uh, and then one of the bigger things that, that we've built in that we think is a really huge positive is every time a student um, achieves a milestone or they prove their uh, competency in a specific topic, um, it unlocks a, a number of I can statements for the teacher. But also, if the, the parent is linked, that gets shared with the parent and the parent can actually send a cheer uh, to celebrate their child's achievement. So um, that's a cool way to, again, positively reinforce that math learning that happens. What an awesome feature, that piece right there that you just said, you know, it un unlocks those I can statements. It, it provides even that opportunity for a parent to, to send some feedback. You know, too often do we look at something and say, oh, you've gained uh, coins or you, you've gained, you know, check marks or hearts or whatever it might be. And exactly that, connecting it to the fact that it's I can statements in saying, you know what, this is what I can do in mathematics. Because too often we deal with, I'm not good at math or I can't do math. So, wow, what a great feature to have um, to add in there to tell the students, you know, here's what you can do um, and, and here's what you've been doing. Uh, so well done and continue your journey in learning. Uh, one thing you mentioned was, you know, kind of a difference maybe between basics and premium. We've said that word premium a few times, you know, what's the cost? Is it a teacher uh, that would purchase, you know, a license and they use it with their class? Or is it, do you deal more as in a school-wide or district-wide licensing purchase? Um, and is there, what would that cost kind of look like uh, for someone who's trying to get started in the premium version? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So we, we work with public systems. Um, we've got very few private school clients. Um, and so this is really designed for scale for public systems. And uh, so, uh, we've got a freemium model. Um, so our free version of Knowledge Hook is very robust. So a teacher that wants to go and create a free account tomorrow uh, will get access to all of the questions that we've got in our system. They'll be fully aligned to whatever curriculum standards that uh, you have in your region. You just need to plug in uh, what state or province you're coming from uh, and sort of uh, which, uh, which school you're in, um, you know, which district, which school, and uh, it would populate the right curriculum for you. Um, you can assign questions to students, do the game shows, do the missions, and even access paper mode for free. And uh, so all of that's available uh, for the engagement component. Uh, it's really exciting. And uh, if you go on our, our Knowledge of Twitter, you'll be able to see all the different ways teachers are using that aspect of it. Um, where we charge money is for the teacher support materials, as well as all the, um, you know, sort of the, the more advanced reporting and tracking features uh, that we've got, like cohorting students uh, and that sort of thing. 
Um, and we've also got something called the Impact Challenge that I can, I can get a little bit into. Uh, those, those features are all part of premium, uh, as well as any administrative dashboards at the school level or the district level. Which, by the way, uh, for all the teachers that are listening, um, your privacy is fully respected at all times. So uh, any data that's like sort of uh, that goes above the classroom level is all aggregate. So um, anything that happens between a teacher and, and their students stays at the classroom level. And uh, so anything that's at the school level or the district level is completely de-identified. So um, there's only aggregate information available above the, the classroom level. But th those are all the premium features there. And that's something that comes up a lot is that security feature and that information. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, in, in the sense of security, let's talk about login information. For our students who are logging in, is that something you know to, that I can upload an Excel document and, and I can use uh, unidentified user, usernames? Or is it, you know, what, what kind of information do I need to put into the system? Um, and how can I upload my class so that it's easier for me, let's say, if I'm teaching four classes of math? Yeah, so we've, we've got integration with Google Classrooms, uh, so you can roster that way. Um, uh, one of the things that uh, that we pride ourselves on, it's really easy to get students set up. So um, as like a best practice, we actually only ask for the student's first name and uh, last two initials. Um, and then based on that, we actually auto-generate a, a username for them. So we don't actually even keep that information. Um, so students can uh, basically sign in in two different ways you as a teacher can create a class and then create a class code and invite the students to join using that class code where they would be asked for that first name and the last two initials. We generate the username, or you can actually manually go in and add the students uh, as well. Um, create usernames and passwords for all of them. Uh, you can actually also reset passwords. And I know that's something that's really important to teachers being able to do that because uh, especially if you're a grade three or grade four student and you're trying to juggle like a thousand passwords for uh, you know, all the different things that you've got passwords for, um, it's uh, important for the teacher to be able to have that administrative function. So we, we've done that. But it's really easy to get set up both as a teacher and as a student. And everything we've talked about so far, it just sounds easy. It sounds like it's been simplified so that teachers, you know, who want to use this, this isn't like a big learning curve to get on and using, you know, the idea is sign up, you have access, you know, to put in your students and, and assign missions or or, or do a paperless activity or whichever one it is that you want. Um, you know, and, and that sounds amazing because oftentimes these tools are so cumbersome that it takes teachers, you know, we talked earlier about, you know, a Sunday read with a glass of wine. It takes a couple of weekends for you to figure out what you're doing and then you're finally comfortable to present it almost to your class um, so that you understand the system. And this, it sounds so easy to understand. You know, you're diving in and you're ready to go uh, kind of from day one. So Lionel, I'm at a point in the show where, where I like to call it the specialist top five. Um, and so, you know, what we'd like to know are what are the top five ways that Knowledge Hook can help teachers transform the learning, whether it be in the classroom or out of the classroom? Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, I, I, they're all important features and they're all important functionalities that we've got in our system. So um, if I was a teacher, I think, you know, well, the first thing that I would really appreciate is the ease in which I can assess against the curriculum. Um, you know, in order to know where it is that you're going, you need a roadmap. Uh, so as a teacher, uh, you, can, you can jump into Knowledge Hook and at no cost, you can actually quickly check to see if your students understand or don't understand uh, a topic that you're covering um, anywhere in your curriculum. So I think that's important, especially knowing that you are actually assessing against the standard um, and what the outcome or the expectation in the curriculum actually is or the learning goal. Uh, so that's that's one. Um, I think 
The other is engaging students while maintaining control of the classroom. So there's a lot of other tools out there that I won't name that uh, have adaptive engines that are, are really engaging. They're, they're fun tools uh, for students, um, but sometimes there's, there's a challenge in that students can run away with the, the math that they're doing. And uh, next thing you know, they're actually in May or June and you're still in October. And uh, so, you know, trying to figure out how to, uh, to stay on top of that is tough. So not all engagement is equal. And uh, so engaging students while being in control is another important one. Um, having quick reference for identifying and understanding student data is important because uh, that's something that um, a lot of teachers that are even math experts find really hard to do because there's so many different ways that a student can misunderstand any given topic. Uh, so my third one would be just having that quick reference to be able to quickly see what's going on and understand it, apply your professional judgment, uh, and then figure out what to do next. Uh, fourth would be to build content knowledge in key areas that you're trying to teach. Um, so if you've got you know, 15, 20 students struggling in uh, a particular topic, uh, that might be a great area for you as a teacher to build your own content knowledge in different ways that you can actually tackle that, that topic and different ways in which you can uh, maybe restate it or uh, try and position it so that students do end up understanding it. Uh, so I think that's important. And then the last one is just saving time. So if you look at formative assessment cycles and the research behind them, uh, it's empirical, uh, you know, and it's so um, it touches on the fundamentals of teaching. You know, you're looking at student assessment data. Uh, you're figuring out what students know or don't know. Uh, you're figuring out what you can do about it. And then you're going into class and doing reflective responsive instruction. And it sounds so simple. Uh, and it is. However, each of those things requires content knowledge, it requires some expertise, and most importantly, it requires time. So when teachers are burdened with so many different priorities and so many different things that are being thrown at them constantly, when you can find uh, a tool that can help you quickly check for understanding in the topic that you're covering, quickly identify what could be going wrong, and quickly give you some information on what you could possibly do next, uh, that's huge to actually implement that type of evidence-based process. So uh, that would be my my top five. And again, what a robust tool, you know, this this unbelievable platform that allows teachers to, to easily access this information and then get feedback to understand where their students are in math. And, and not only just that, like this dashboard of information, the resources that can come with it to really help teachers dive into the follow-up process. You know, what's next? What can I do to help these students truly understand the concept or the topic at hand and, and not just say, oh, well, this is the third time Billy's got it wrong or Brian's got it wrong. We need to just keep hammering it home and and we'll get it eventually. So it's, a, it's an amazing tool. It sounds like it can provide so much to a classroom and hopefully our listeners go check it out uh, create a free account. It sounds like every feature comes with the free account login um, and then really investigate what the, the premium account offers as well to see the resources uh, and the tools that can help support. So Lionel, I do appreciate you being on the show and taking the time to talk about Knowledge Hook. Before we take off, is there anything else that you'd like to add that we may have missed during our conversation today? Yeah, like, I, you know, I think... Uh... Teachers have one of the toughest gigs in the entire world. Uh, you know, I think what educators are doing and trying to figure out young people and, and figuring out what uh, what they know, don't know, and, and how to support them, uh, you know, are, are very difficult things. And so uh, we've really tried to surround ourselves with 
really smart people that think about that all day. And uh, so we've got a lot of former superintendents of education, directors of education, uh, curriculum experts, assessment experts uh, on our team uh, that are, are thinking through a lot of these aspects for teachers and are trying to uh, create resources that support them uh, in, a, in a way that's meaningful. And uh, uh, so the research on what works is very clear. Uh, it's not so clear how to implement a lot of those things and how to do those things regularly. And so that's where we see technology being able to support teachers, uh, not replacing them, but supplementing and assisting them uh, in being able to more effectively and efficiently reach students uh, and ha actually have an impact on their outcomes. So um, it's really exciting stuff to be working on. It's, um, you know, we, we're privileged, we're very lucky to uh, have the opportunity to work with so many systems. We've got over a million teacher users across North America, uh, which is huge for a, a small Canadian company that's growing. Um, so we're really thankful to all of our teacher users. So if any of you listening are Knowledge users, we really appreciate uh, your support. And uh, we always love hearing from teachers and we love getting feedback. So if anybody does take you up, Brian, on the offer to uh, go sign up for a free account, we'd love to hear from them. We'd love to engage with them on uh, social media or, or by email. Um, but, uh, you know, we really enjoy what we're doing. We love this, uh, this opportunity uh, to be able to share more. And uh, so thank you. Yeah, and I appreciate you being on the episode, Lionel, and I encourage everyone to follow Knowledge Hook on Twitter at Knowledge Hook to learn more information, see what other teachers are doing uh, while using Knowledge Hook and engaging their students and really using the tool. And I, once again, I encourage everyone go check out the website, sign up for free, use the tool a little bit, navigate, see what it has to offer. And I'm sure, I'm sure it can find a place in your classroom in September to really help you transform the math instruction and math assessment that is going on within your building. So once again, Lionel, I thank you so much for being on my Creative Classroom podcast and taking the time to talk about and dive into Knowledge Hook. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Lionel and I truly hope you go check out Knowledge Hook and take the time to sign up for a free account. You never know, it might actually impact your math class or even your school and who knows, your district. Follow them on Twitter at Knowledge Hook as well as our podcast at My Creative Pod and don't forget to subscribe to our channel on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on right now. As always, thank you for listening and don't forget to make learning creative.